Hello, friends. Dwight Beal and Doug Brett Schneider. Hello. Hello. And it is Thursday, July 8, as far as you know. <laughs> and we are here with the Bible Reading Podcast for Victory Point. And before we jump into that, Doug, share something that you're thankful for from the last week or so. Okay. Well, this uh, this last week, we hadn't been, we'd been uh, doing some camping. And so it'd been a couple of weeks since we'd been to worship. And so um, I came to worship. Nancy was experiencing some back pain and did not come. Um, but uh, I came to worship and uh, it was a lot of uh, uh, based on the, the ACTS acronym of mm-hmm. the prayer, um, uh, confession, thanksgiving, uh, adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was built around that with music, a lot of music and song and worship and prayer, which was great. And that was extremely powerful for me. Um, spirit was definitely moving and talking to me in different things. And, and one of the one of the insights that and we, having communion in that process mm-hmm. is uh, when Matt said, "You know, this cup is the new covenant in my blood." Mm. And I thought about that differently for the first time. Wow, that the covenant then we partake of that covenant, it runs in my blood, like like uh, an inoculation, like um, like an antidote mm-hmm. to the world. And just to think of, in a sense, you know, Christ's blood, his covenant inside my life, guiding my life. It was just like really powerful hmm. for me. And uh, like I said a little earlier this week, just a whole new outlook on things Yes, um, in doing that yeah. and just remembering him. He's, he's that close. Yes. You know, so I just, uh, it was just really powerful. Ha. Huh. That is so cool. I I spoke with a close friend the day after about communion as uh-huh. well. And she said to me, that's the first time I've connected emotionally with communion. Ah. Like I've I know that Jesus shed his blood for me and his body was given for me, but mm-hmm. it's like I haven't been able to enter into it emotionally. And it's like right. for the first time I got it. Like I, I felt that connection. Awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. So, uh, so bless God. God. God be praised. Yeah. Well, our passage today is very different than <laughs> the passages that we have been reading so far, but that's the beauty of God's word. It is a big book and there's a lot going on in there. So this is one of Paul's letters. And it's a letter to those who lived in Ephesus. Mm -hmm. So the name of the book is Ephesians. So it's Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 to 14. So, Doug, please read that for us. All right. It's titled Spiritual Blessings in Christ. Okay. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Mm. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us to be adopted as his sons and daughters through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and his will to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. In him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us 
with all wisdom and understanding. And he made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ to be put into effect when the times will have reached their fulfillment, to bring all things in heaven and on earth together under one head, even Christ. In him we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will, in order that we, who were first to hope in Christ, might be for the praise of his glory. And you also were included in Christ when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. Having believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. Whew! Hello. Got to breathe out through that one. That was only two sentences, I think. <laughs> Man, Paul is one deep, smart dude. And I mean, just when, when I hear that, like all in one chunk, it almost just blurs because there's so, so much. It, it, there's so much. Yeah. It's, so you, right. you really almost have to just go back and just look at like one sentence at a time. Yes. You know? Yes. Yes. Um, so what sentences popped out <laughs> to you? Um, I think what... The first thing that, that that came to me is this whole thing that God chose us. Mm. Yeah. And then just takes that deeper when it says he did that before the foundation of the world. Right. And that blows me away. Right. That just blows me away. And that how can he do that? Right. How can he see through generations mm -hmm. who I'm going to be? Mm -hmm. And yet he does. Yeah. And Wow. That is amazing. Amazing um, and mind-blowing. Yeah. And then I think the other thing that is interesting is it says how he blesses us blesses us in the heavenly realms. Hmm. Out there. Huh? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, out there in the heavenly realms. And uh, Do you think that's a, a look to the future or, or is that a right now thing? I think it's a both and, probably. Uh -huh. yeah. I really think it's a both and because it's got an eternal eternity in perspective of that yes um but then you know I was, I was thinking about that and when blessings come to us we usually think tangible mm -hmm. blessings mm -hmm. things that god provides yeah and we give thanks for and all of that but i think uh in the heavenly realms it's the stuff that's out of this world that you can't have tangible that's tangible like forgiveness mm -hmm. like grace mm -hmm. like righteousness like mm -hmm. uh, eternal love you know um and it just goes that, you know, as scripture says also, we are not of this world anymore. Mm -hmm. We're not limited to this world. So I think that's kind of where all of that is. But we don't know yet what that's going to be like. That's right. Was there anything in this passage that you didn't like or that you kind of found yourself stumbling over a little bit or wondering about? Um, there's a lot of what we would say Christian doctrine in this passage yes <laughs> that you and i are not going to be able to answer oh come on let's the... let's give it a shot all right all right <laughs> like predestination i mean what's the big deal predestination is just like a coke bottle yeah it is that coke bottle was meant to hold coca-cola that's all it was designed for okay okay 
what if you put something else in it? That's not right. Okay. I don't, it's just, you know, it's, it's like that bottle was made for Coca-Cola. And I don't care what package you choose. Right. That's what it was made to do. And that's what the thought and the design was behind it was to be contained. So we were predestined to be adopted as sons and daughters. That's right. Isn't that cool? That, that was when he, when he foreknew us before the foundations yeah. of the earth, that's what he had in mind. He says, I want some people. <laughs> right. I need people. Yeah. I'm going to make them. And uh, so I think, you know, that every bottle has a, the capacity to carry Coca-Cola. Mm. But if it says, I want to carry something else, that can go in it too. Hmm. And so there, so there's a purpose that was predestined, but there's a, there's a freedom within that There's a freedom within that a freedom of choice. There is a freedom of choice in that, you know, we have there. the capacity. I mean, whoever, whosoever believes, yes, you know, has eternal life. Amen. It's there. Yeah. It's there in scripture as well. So I like A.W. Tozer's uh, definition of predestination. Okay. He says, I believe God predestined us to have free will. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it's sure. in a, similar to what you're saying. God yes. predestined and foreknew us and gave us a purpose. Yeah. And now somehow mysteriously we interact with that and, yeah. and can choose or reject that, right? We are meant to reflect his glory. You know, we can't also uh, underestimate the enemy who decides that he doesn't want us to reflect his glory. Mm -hmm. So he takes a Coke bottle and he smashes it and we have a whole broken world of stuff. Hmm. You know? Yeah. Whew. Really simplistic. Okay. We might get some emails about this one, Doug. We might. I'm and I'll, I'll pass them on to you. Thanks a lot. Okay. <laughs> um, hey, can I offer just a quick... Uh, so I, I got to go to Turkey, okay. modern-day Turkey, which okay. was Asia Minor in biblical times. Mm -hmm. And Ephesus was one of the, the, the cities that we visited. Okay. Um, and I stood there on a hillside overlooking a valley into the ancient city of Ephesus and Ray Vanderlaan, who's a local okay. teacher here, who a sure. lot of people know. Sure. Um, uh, he, he talked about how in ancient Ephesus, it was a very Hellenistic, a very hedonistic, very secular society. Mm -hmm. Right. And if babies were born at that time with any kind of birth defect or any deformity, uh, a lot of parents would, would cast it aside sure. and they would dump it on the hill across from Ephesus and they would die of exposure. Sure. And so when Paul says, oh, sorry, one more detail, but the Christians in that day would, would go over there and they'd sift through the carnage. And if they found a baby still alive, they'd adopt it Wow. and bring it into their home, even if it was deformed, Okay. you know, or handicapped in some way. Uh -huh. So now imagine Paul saying to the Ephesians that, God is adopting us as sons and daughters. They knew that language. They knew that language. Because yeah. the Christians were doing that. They were adopting broken people. Sure. You know? Isn't that powerful? That is very. That's awesome. That's great. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I, I didn't want to mo monopolize this time, but I, did, nope. I wanted to share that That's because because we all are are broken and none of us feel like we're worthy of God's love. Mm -hmm. um, but he sifts through the carnage and he, he looks yep. for sons and daughters to adopt. Because he still sees the purpose. That's right. I love that. He, sees he the, still the Coke sees bottle. the purpose. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, um, tell us something, Doug, that this, 
some ref- how does this reflect God? How does it reflect human nature? Um, what else do you, did you well, pull out of this passage? I think, you know, we kind of spoke about it. God has a plan. Hmm. You know, he has an eternal plan in all things in heaven and earth together under Christ, you know, and that just is huge. Mm-hmm. When you look at everything that goes on in the world, we can't see the plan all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, we're most of us are trying to find out what does God want me to do? Like you know, today. Today. <laughs> yeah, today or that. And you you look at the entire world situation, mm-hmm. um, you know, in undeveloped countries, mm-hmm. what what's God's plan there? Mm-hmm. You know, um, you look at the work of Wycliffe that's looking to translate scriptures into every language mm. so people can know that there's a God who has a purpose, mm-hmm. you know, and that we are all part of something much, much bigger. And I think, I think our, again, our culture makes us think too small. Right. We think of stuff and things and rather than the eternal perspective. And I think it tries to kill the eternal perspective, mm-hmm. quite honestly. Yeah. If there was a, um, if you sense the spirit kind of prompting you sort of a, so what now, Doug, you know, as you read this, what might that be a way to respond to this passage? Mm -hmm. Um, I think the, the thing for me is that, you know, all of my life, God has been faithful. Mm -hmm. Okay. And we're, I mean, ever since, you know, my, teen years. He's probably, he's faithful before that, but I discovered that in my teen years Mm -hmm. and all of my life, he's been faithful through lots of different trials and challenges and, Mm -hmm. you know, opportunities to die and things like that and ER rooms and that Mm. kind of a thing. But, uh, you know, the, the one thing that he hit me when I was in the ER and I woke up and wondered why I didn't die Mm. uh, from the car accident. Um, it was, it was just like, I'm not done yet. Mm Mm-hmm you know, and okay, so what's next, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think that's, that's an attitude that I continually take. Nancy and I are um, not retired yet, but close to that time frame in our life. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's not like we just want to quit and stop doing stuff. We want to know what God wants us to do, Mm -hmm. you know, and I, we probably aren't going to retire per se in a sense that we're going to just sit back and put our feet up because that'd be boring. Mm. But, uh, um, but uh, to, uh, to look into, is there something God is calling us also to do now? Yeah. Remember we do house to work. We're staying involved. We're in worship. We're all of those things, but mm-hmm. is there, might there be something that he's calling us to do? And so that's, you know, part of our plan. I mean, well, I feel like he's got you on mission right now. We're always on mission, right? You're always, you're on always mission. on mission. Yeah. I mean, these listeners probably don't know, but you and your wife work at Chick-fil-A. We do work at Chick-fil-A. And there's all kinds of opportunities to minister to a lot of young people. Yeah. Everybody that comes in as a guy. I mean, right. I cannot imagine the people and my wife does some of the greeting mm-hmm. uh, at Chick-fil-A and we are open as well. So mm-hmm. we're, hundred percent open, but, uh, which they haven't released yet, but they will soon. So now, you know, but, uh, <laughs> you heard it first here, you heard it here. but, um, but yeah, just to greet people. And many times she will say, Hey, so-and-so came in and they need prayer for this. Um, we've got a, a pastor that comes in and he's going, Hey, I'm, he's retired, but he's going, I'm preaching in this state, this day, appreciate your prayers. And, you know, we get those kinds of 
requests all the time hmm. from people just because for the most part nancy has built relationships mm -hmm. with people as a greeter mm -hmm. and so it's incredible opportunities to be in mission yes uh, and being being aware of that yes and we all have incredible opportunities to be in that. mission yes regardless of what our job that's right situation is yeah um so hopefully i would encourage you to to be encouraged by Doug and Nancy's uh, experience at Chick Fil A, and just say, Lord, how how can you how do you want to use me yeah. today? Yeah. It's interesting. One one of the jobs that I do is I do take care of some of the outside stuff, mm -hmm. some of the flowers and things like that. Yeah, and uh, the landscaping. And amazing to me, a, a couple stopped by the other day and just said, "We just want to thank you for taking care of creation like that." You know, yeah. I'm like, wow, that meant something it to meant them. It meant something to them. Yeah, absolutely. And so it's some of those. And you know what? That are... means a lot to people, even if they're not believers. Uh -huh. Like, there's a lot of people who aren't Christians, right? Who who love the earth. That's right. Right. Who want to take care, of... but right. to see Christians taking care of what God made. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's powerful. It is very powerful. So. Huh. Well. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone, and thanks, Doug. Again, we got one more, one more go around. Wow! Yeah, and then you'll be done with it's your, your Friday. It's almost Friday. That's right. Friday's coming. Friday's coming. No, That's no, right. it's Sunday's coming. That's right. It's Friday, but Sunday's coming. <laughs> okay. Well, the Lord bless you all, and be reminded and encouraged that before the foundations of the earth, God knew you. He knew you. Yep. And He has called you, and He's chosen you. He loves you. Amen. Bye-bye.